Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following program on KCAA is pre-recorded. Welcome, everybody, to The Real Men of Real Estate with Brian, Curtis, and Patrick. And, of course, my special guest today, Steve Matley. Today, we're going to be talking all things real estate. But more importantly than that is this is like no other real estate show you've ever have listened to or have seen. We're going to talk deep into the topics. We're not going to give you a floss over, oh, buy, sell, rent, real estate. No, we're going to go into the details of how you can do it, how you can make money, and what you need to be, uh, uh, what you need to know about in the world of real estate. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you my special guest, Steve Matley. How are you doing today, Ken? Good to, have, good to be on the show. Absolutely. And we're going to cover 16 topics in one hour. And most people cover uh, what? Two or three topics? Are and, we going to get that far? <laughs> well, we're, we're going to try. We're going to try. And today on, on my left or on my right, I'm not sure. I had a hard time in third grade trying to determine which was left or right, is I actually have a person who's interested in the world of real estate, a listener who asked to be on the show so that he could ask maybe some questions of us, uh, unlike any other show that you, you see. You never see any real live people, and they just talk as if it's an infomercial. But today, we're going to have uh, my special guest here, and he's going to talk. Uh, he's going to ask us some questions as we move through the topics. So topic number okay, one. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah, topic number one is, is one that you're very familiar with, and that is land uh, construction projects from the ground up. What is that? Yeah. Okay, so there's different phases of it, and I've done the uh, kind of turnkey start at acquiring the land and finished by handing people keys, but there's a lot of steps in between, and people understand generally the construction part of it and the sale or the rent part of it. Most people don't understand what's up front, the land acquisition and entitlement piece of the puzzle, and that's actually where most of your money's made at least in my experience. It's also uh, what very few people understand, so there's not a lot of competition getting into that. Um, actually, a lot of your big developers and home builders do that, but they actually, in a lot of areas, not everywhere, but a lot of areas, especially California, they like buying their land from people that are what are considered land flippers that buy the land and entitle it because there's just so much time and energy and money and brain damage that goes into doing entitlement in California 
you know, that's the public approval process. So to kind of describe that, if you have a piece of land you buy, let's say that let's say that you um, end up inheriting 50 acres of farmland that came down to your family or something, right? So now you got this land, but you don't want to grow alfalfa or raise cows or do any of that kind of stuff. So you want to sell it, and you you want to sell it, but you can only sell it as farmland to somebody unless you can entitle it. And they say there's a map on it. You know that if you do that, the builders will pay a lot of money for approved lots. So what you have to do is change it from an agricultural parcel where you could have maybe two to three dwelling units on a total to a R1 tract that could have, say, 300 homes on it, all on separate sites. You've broken it all up into separate little pieces that the county records separately so they can tax them all separately. Well, you, you know, what's really interesting about what you're talking about is the whole Inland Empire is farmers who work with uh, people like you to turn their properties over into uh, housing developments. Isn't that what happened? All these farms? Well, because their land it becomes much more valuable to sell to a builder than it does to keep farming. And, of course, in California, we do everything we can to discourage agriculture, though we used to be a leading agriculture state. We do everything we can to encourage it. We turn their water off. We cite them for environmental stuff and for dust and for all this kind of stuff. And they and they, they move to other states. They go to Idaho. They go to Montana. They go other places. Yeah, and and so. I, I know a lot of dairies started out what in uh, Cerritos, then moved to uh, Ontario or Chi, uh, uh, Chino, Chino, and then and, uh, yeah. out here to to Hemet or Redlands, and then now they're and up from there. Bakersfield. They moved to New Mexico. <laughs> exactly, and now they're out. Yeah, yeah, now they're out. Yeah. Okay, and, so just so you know, um, a lot of the farm. I think we bought up. I want to say about 500 acres of dairy in the last round, you know, kind of the early 2000s, and mapped them in that area. So, and, and, and what we discovered was that while a lot of environmentalists don't like tract homes and, and, you know, developing undeveloped land, the one thing they don't like more than that is dairy. Oh, dairies. Dairies have been crushed uh, as far like as dairies. being dairies, yeah. but they made a ton of money uh, building houses. Uh, yeah, I yeah. forgot to introduce, this is William over here. He He's a real live listener of the show, and he's very interested in the topic of real estate, not just buy, sell, and rent, but how do you get involved in real estate? And we're going to go through all these topics, and every once in a while he may chime in with a question, so we'll try to answer okay. them for him. Yeah. Well, good, good to talk to you, William. And, and, and for the smaller investors, see, when I talk about that, people are saying, well, I don't have you know, a few million dollars sitting in my mattress to get into that kind of an act, and that's a big deal. I don't have the knowledge for it, but we have most of our uh, capital comes from people that are just in that situation. So we would do what we call syndication. We break it into smaller pieces, and a lot of people with a little bit of money adds up to a lot of money, and they don't have to know because we have the knowledge. And so you marry the knowledge with the money, and you invite people in that normally would have no no access to these type of projects. And that's how they work. But on a small scale, you can do it yourself. The miniature version is to buy a lot and then just split it if, if that's zoned for that. You can split it into one or two or three lots or whatever. Wow. And that's you, the miniature version of it. That you yeah, you, you, you roll right into the next topic, which is land splits. Yep. I knew a lot yep. of it. That was really big uh, uh, back, uh, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago in Arizona, where people would buy a 20-acre lot, uh, break it into five pieces, right? That's right. And, and you can also do the same. Even here, so a lot of people think, well, you know, I got to go out of state. I can't afford anything here. There's no real 
Uh, op- there's not much opportunity left for real estate investors in California because everything's so priced out. And everybody in their grandma wants to do a flip because HGTV ruined the whole thing by putting it on the air. The whole thing, right? So right. What, what you can do, I, I had that discussion with a gentleman who, who works for Chicago Title. I don't mean to plug them or anything, but that's just who he works No, for. that's good. That's um, good. And I use, I use lots of different title companies, actually. A lot, multiple. I've used a lot of different title companies. No, that's uh, Chicago's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah and we, we were actually doing an interview kind of thing like this. And the discussion was on doing just lot, you know, lot splits and how you can make money. So he went and did a quick research with his database where he, he was in, in Coronado. No, Coronado's not a place you'd think there's a lot of opportunity. Well, you can't split the lots money, in Coronado, right? can you? Because it's priced out. It's a really overpriced right. sandbar. It's a great place to live. It's a wonderful place, but man, is it expensive. So so most people figure there's no pop there. But he found, I think he said over like a dozen or so lots in there that if you purchase them at the full price, according to the zoning, you would split them in up to three lots. So you just have them wow. for three units on there. And if you did that, not just three units like a triplex, but three units on three separate taxable parcels, because that was according to the city's zoning plan uh, or general plan that was allowed, right? Right. So most people don't know that. So you could buy that house that however much that costs, I don't know, probably a couple million dollars in Coronado. I don't I don't shop for homes out there very much. Right. But um, because I do most of my work out of state. Sure. Even though I live here in San Diego. But um, you say you bought something for $2 million there, and you could split it, and then you could add two more dwelling units on separate properties, and you know each of those are going to sell for over a million, maybe a million and a half, just by virtue of where it's located, even if it's small. So, so now there is a play if you do the lot split. Even yeah, in it, 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 and the beauty of that off. story is uh, the property is probably selling for $1.5 million. People are looking at it on uh, on uh, Zillow, and they're saying it's only worth $1.2 million, but they don't take into consideration the lot split, right? Yeah, go, always check and, and look. Every city has a zoning plan and a general plan on their website. You can go bring it up and look at it. The zoning plan is what currently is. It says this is what it's zoned for. The general plan is what it could be. The city says if you change the zoning, this is kind of what we'd like to see there. And, and you know, there's Cornell is a very developed city. Now, we, of course, we go into cities that are much less developed because that's where we find the biggest the biggest pop for us is the what we call the emerging city. Well, yeah, and, yeah. and you're talking about buying out of state like uh, Texas, Florida, yeah, we have, Arizona, yeah, we, we Las have, Vegas. Yeah, we have projects in Florida, Texas, Arizona, California. Um, honestly, we're kind of winding down in California, and it's not because there's no money. Do not mistake that for thinking there's no money to be made in California real estate investment. There certainly is. Our particular business model doesn't work well in California anymore just because of how long it takes to get the approval. What I can get done in nine, six months, nine months, ten months in other states would take me three years in California, even in developer-friendly jurisdictions. If I was in the coastal towns, it might take me that. Well, it, it, and I'm going to point out to people, in California, you're going to be able to buy some properties that you think are relatively cheap toward the coast relative to their neighbors, and you're going to find out that you cannot get any water rights for 10 years. So you have no access to any water, and that is why the property is so cheap. Yeah, water is a huge issue, and it's, it's a big – of course, California, the water issue is national news because California is just so big and likes to talk about itself a lot. But water in California seems to, is really controlled in a lot of areas by the water authority limiting the number of meters they issue out. Uh, so uh, I grew up in the central coast area, you know, north of kind of between uh, between Los Angeles and San Luis Obispo, that area. Right. And 
a lot of those those uh, cities they control the they control population growth and their and development through the water meters. There's only a, a finite number of water meters, and so that's that's how they control. They don't say you can't build on them; you just can't get the water meter. In Arizona, they did it differently. Uh, the state came in and gave jurisdictions a certain allotment of water that it was up to them to figure out which properties and which property owners and what uses they would use it for. And a lot of the jurisdictions that are on paper look like the best place to build because they're emerging. They've got good shopping and great school districts. and There's freeways running through there to get you into the center if you have to commute and all that stuff, but they're out of water. And so that land really, other than agriculture use, you can't you can't really develop it unless you can get an assurance of water supply. Well, so it, the real it, play it, there is the cities that have water. And and that's why you want to do business with people from the real uh, men of real estate. That they, they go deep. Uh, another issue is uh, zoning as well. I mean, a right. lot of people go, oh well, you know, I'm going to buy this agricultural land and I'm going to uh, I'm going to go R1. No, you're not. Well, only if the agency having jurisdiction, and, and so that's a term that is essentially the government agency that you have to go to to get your approval. Right. And it seems weird. So for people that aren't sure, that don't understand what that means, and this is really the crux of entitlement, that's the process of having all your friends and neighbors tell you what you can and can't do with your own property. And that seems, you know, draconian or something, but the fact is that's a good thing for everybody. And, and if you look at areas that were developed before that happens, it's, it's really, they're usually sketchy and mishmashy. You don't want somebody coming in and, and building a, uh, a, a, high, a factory in the middle of your residential neighborhood. That, that's not a good mix. You don't want somebody coming in and, and putting in a strip bar next door to the elementary school. Oh, right? yeah, like, they do, like they do in Texas? Like they do in Texas? Yeah. And that's the reason we have those rules. But the flip side of that is a lot of people then take advantage of that and use that in order to stop people from doing things because it blocks their view or they're afraid there might be more traffic and they don't want to take longer. So people use it for very selfish reasons too, but there, there is a, there is a purpose behind it. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the interesting things about this is that uh, a lot of people are sitting there going, I'm going to go out of state and I'm going to buy uh, my land in Idaho. Idaho seems to be the next big uh, uh, California invasion or they're uh, going to continue on in Arizona or uh, Texas, and, and Florida's been taking off. Uh, I don't know why people want to go to Florida that much, but uh, I guess they love it. Um, it well, well it doesn't no snow. tax. Yeah. That's and the, they don't have income tax, yeah. Uh, my company is based in Florida, so that's where my vice president lives. Oh, Florida. okay. So we well, form, I, I, yeah, we formed I, the corporation of Florida, yeah. Yeah, well, that's So I, I'm doing projects in Florida, and honestly, I don't know that I could live there just because of the humidity of it, the hot. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. So it not only has the heat, but it has that humidity in addition, too. And, yeah. uh, I, but it's, it's pretty. Oh, it's, Everything's green. It's, it's, Southern it's, California, everything's brown in the summer. There, everything's green. So, everything's you know, green the, all the different. time. All the time. Yeah. But it's something about a, a, an alligator coming out of the, you know, out of the pond and, and eating my dog that I'm not real excited about. Um, and, yeah, and if you have any kind of water, like a swimming pool, alligators will find it. No matter how much you try to fence it or close it off, alligators will find water, any form of water. Oh, exactly. And, and, and my second thing is I'm not real excited about people from the Northeast, uh, New York City in particular, and they seem to be wanting to relocate uh, to Florida as well. So and that's just yep. my personal, uh, you know, that's my personal bias. Um, okay, so... Uh, you got any questions there, uh, William? Yeah. 
Can you hear me? Yeah, of course he can hear oh, you. Okay. <laughs> I am. I'm this is a radio station. Exactly. It's not a podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. So I had a question, um, and it's kind of al- allocated to cryptocurrency. Well, we're going to get to that in a minute, so okay. hold, hold off. Yeah, I couldn't hear that. If he's speaking in, into his microphone, I couldn't hear yeah. that. Okay, well, we're, yeah, we're going to turn him up, but he, he wanted to yeah. talk about okay. cryptocurrency. All the kids want to okay. talk about crypto, but we're not going to do it right now. i got a bunch of real okay. estate questions that I want to cover Absolutely. first, but uh, we, we'll take care of that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to crypto. It's on here. It's on here. Actually, okay. it's in about two more topics. So, uh, Steve, the big thing uh, I find is escrow instructions are... Uh... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Poorly done nowadays. I, I, I don't, they, I guess they all want to use the car forms. Is that right? Or, and when well, they go outside there's of California. reasons for that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. There's reasons that they're using the standard forms, what they call the boilerplates. And that's because that's a form that is, been tested under multiple attorneys and, and legal cases, so they know that the verbiage is all legit, as opposed to writing their own stuff. That's why they use. Yeah, but a lot of people they come from California and they're used to the car form, right? And then they go to Utah yep. and they look at the car form like, "What are you talking about?" Well, it's probably too long because uh, every every form that is used in any state, the California version is a book instead of a couple pages, you know, because we, because, well, oh. we're the, you know, the land of litigation is what we are. Right? Absolutely. So, hey, Steve, that, we're going to be breaking to commercial right now. I want everybody to know you're listening to the real men of real estate where we get deep into real estate. Brian, Curtis, Patrick are just some of the hosts that we'll be having, but we'll get right back. And we have a question on crypto, buying real estate with crypto. Stay tuned. Okay. is the most innovative business networking group. Supporting and collaborating with a dozen of small businesses that are interested in building and establishing strong business connections. Hosting educational live seminars while carrying out business and community-driven projects, as well as marketing programs as a part of its membership program. FireUp Connect also offers virtual assistance with a wide range of services including, inbound customer support, chat support, appointment setting and email management, graphic designing video editing, web design and development, social media marketing, e-commerce solution, content writing and much more. For more information, head on over to www.fireupconnect.com. FireUp Connect, helping success stories unfold every day. Hi. 
My name is Curtis the Boss Doss, and I want to remind you that the solar energy tax credit expires at the end of the year. This could potentially cost you five to $10,000 in tax-free money if you wait until January of 2022. Give my friend Ken a call at 951-551-1350. Let me repeat that number, 951-551-1350. I would be remiss as your local realtor not to make you aware of these financial benefits. You can also email kcaaproducer at gmail.com and they will be more than happy to send you the information. This is Curtis the Boss Doss, and it is time to prepare for your year end. Thank you for your time. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Real Men of Real Estate. If you have a personal real estate question that you need answered and you need it answered today, call 951-378-5316, 378-5316, ask for Marie and she will direct you to where you need to go. If you have a general question about real estate, call at 909-792-5222, and you'll be on the air with William and Ken, and, of course, Steve Matley. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ken. Good, good to be back. Man, this is great. Um, so what you're telling me, uh, we were talking about escrow instructions and title. Right. Uh, title people outside the state of California don't get title, do they? They don't understand well, title, it, the title's concept. everywhere, but I think it's a bigger deal in California, again, because of the litigious nature of our state. But I'm, I'm talking but, about, uh, uh, for example, mineral rights, forestry uh, rights. Yes. Uh, most of it is already assumed here in California. You're not going to get any of that. But in places like Utah or Alaska or some other places that these people uh, are migrating to, you actually have access to those, right? Well, it depends on how it's written into the con- you know, in, into your sales contract. Right. If, if in most states, if you don't state any different, everything associated with that real estate parcel goes with you. And in like California, as you mentioned, the mineral rights generally the mineral rights will not transfer unless they're specifically included in the uh, purchase uh, instructions. If, that, if that's specifically a part of the contract for the purchase. Exactly. And this is what I like. A lot of people, uh, when they read the title report, they don't realize that there's all these uh, pipelines running through their property. Uh, what's well, that well, all yeah, about? So you have, yeah, you have, the, you have the mineral rights, which is uh, here in, in, in California, one of the biggest mineral rights is going to be uh, capping for natural gas. Right? That's a big thing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And so you, they may not, they don't have to come to your property to cap as long as they have an easement on the surface. They can go adjacent across the street or, you know, caddy corner or, you know, two blocks over, and they can angle in and extract that out from underneath your property, and that's not your natural gas to sell. That's theirs. Because you own the surface, but they own the mineral rights. Okay? So um, natural gas is probably the, the biggest mineral right. In some areas, it might be uh, petroleum, oil. Right. Uh, but there's other things, you know, there's obviously metals and those kind of things. That we're yeah, I, I don't mean to get too much into detail, but I know yeah. when I looked at my title report and I saw all these uh, pipelines from all these different yep. companies crisscrossing my little lot, and I'm wondering, what in the heck is this all about? And, and that can also lead to easements, which are not necessarily mineral rights. There's easements which say that on those portions of your of your property where those are running underground, you cannot build anything. You can have a lawn, you can have a garden. 
if you're not putting a structure like a swimming pool or a house or a garage or something like that, you might be able to put a tool shed there or something, but well, nothing that, habitable. Exactly, and that leads to another thing is, and that's the um, the historic uh, nature of what might be on the property. For example, uh, the indigenous peoples of California uh, have lots of lawsuits against builders because they dug up uh, uh, the remains of some of their uh, spiritual relatives and did not uh, did not uh, they they dug up the burial grounds right and that right, is right. against the rules right yeah it is it is and and you know what I've always wondered is they've never nobody's ever found cowboy bones it's always Indians but that's just a musing that I have and I wonder why why that is but I have had properties like that there's also not just uh, Native American sites, and and yes, if that's your if that's your uh, great 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 grandparents' final resting place, you don't want people defiling that grave, you know. So, but that's things that should come up in an environmental site assessment report. Well, uh, yeah, and, 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 phase and, one. exactly. And you already sold a hundred acres for what ten million dollars, and uh, yeah, then, but, then but, you're that, coming but that's back. one of the first things you do yeah, as due diligence yeah. is you go get an environmental site assessment done, and that should tell you those basic things and if there's any suspicion of that being there then you'll have to do the phase two and, and it could eventually become a full environmental impact report if, you, if there's okay. those kind of things well there. now Cultural, there's yeah historical paleo paleontological yes. biological yes. so there could yes. be dinosaur bones out there yes yes that's big out there in uh, uh menifee and the hemet area and san jacinto and lake paris and they're digging up. I did have one project where we dug up a uh, dinosaur bone, and they got all excited about it until they discovered it was a cow rib because exactly. they had been buried, right? And you, what do you do with the sick cows? You bury something so they don't infect the rest of the herd, right? Exactly. So, but you know, sometimes people find what they're looking for. But but there are legitimate cases of fossils and prehistoric uh, artifacts that are okay, found. Okay, now now I'm I'm going to go even deeper. Uh, Let's say uh, there's three other things that uh, I concern myself with whenever I'm dealing in California. Number one is uh, oak trees, tri uh, uh, historic That's oak a big trees. deal in northern San Diego County and uh, parts of Ventura County and up in Santa Barbara County. A lot yes, of and a lot of people trees. say, oh, well, this oak tree is ugly. I'm just going to cut it down. Uh, no, that would be a bad mistake. That would be a very bad thing. That would be like cutting down a Tory pine tree in San Diego County. You, you don't want to do that. Exactly. Uh, because those are considered, uh, well, one, old growth trees, and two, they kind of are trees that are, I say, identify the area. It's, 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 it's part of the historic nature of the area. Exactly. And so they're protected. Um, and it's not just the tree. Uh, they have what they call the drip line. And so that's where you take the outermost diameter of the canopy, and you oh it's gosh. basically a, a, then a line straight down, like if you dropped a plumb valve from it. And that diameter, which is pretty, it's, away, it's well away from the trunk of the tree, is protected. And the reason is generally your root, um, your root mirror the canopy. Right. And so they, they don't want you doing anything that could damage the roots because then you kill the tree, even though you're theoretically digging away from the which trunk is, of the tree but close to the canopy. Which is what you want to do. Okay, uh, the second is... Uh, uh, protected animals like the kangaroo rat. If you catch a rat yeah. in your little trap and he has a big long tail and he looks kind of cute, um, you could be in for a federal fine, right? Well, and, and, and again, it's actually a particular variety of Johnson kangaroo rat that is the endangered species. Not all kangaroo rats are. Right. Um, unfortunately, the only way to know for sure if it's that specific variety of kangaroo rat is to basically 
still a biopsy it through the through the DNA test on it. But that, that you know that's my understanding. I'm not a scientist or biologist, but that's what I was told. And so what that means is you assume that every kangaroo rat could be one of those mutations of that. And and so you what you don't want to do is destroy their natural habitat. Okay. Uh, so there may be a it doesn't mean you can't develop, but it may mean is you have to take a swath of that and leave it preserved because that's where the most of the exactly of their where their little can. travel and you also leave uh, animals migration corridor sometimes yeah that's yeah. there where they can migrate back and forth okay now the other thing is flood flood zones a lot of people yes, don't really consider uh that when they're making a purchase they get to buy a really nice home and it turns out that it's in a flood zone and they can't get yeah, financing. And, and yes and even when you're when you're buying a house or property or anything else now the flood zone issue really affects your insurance if it's an existing house and you'll know because when you you can always contact your insurance carrier before you close on a house as part of doing your due diligence, because they will have little maps, FEMA maps, and they'll say, "Did you know you're purchasing this house in a flood zone, and therefore your insurance will be tripled?" Well, that's a that's something you need to factor in to the cost of owning that home. Um, when you're buying land like we do, uh, I have two parcels that I'm in Riverside County that we're getting ready to close on. They are within a quarter mile of each other, same area, except there's one big difference. One had uh, is higher up. I think I had filled it put in years ago because of the use of it. The other one does not. And so the second one is selling at about twice per uh, twice the value of the other one because it doesn't need four to five feet of builders on it. Right. Build on it. And that's a huge expense. So you do want to look into things like uh, floodplains and flood history and what the insurance is going to be on that or what the building cost will be because of that. Well, yeah, and, and the other thing is uh, these flippers, you know, that are on TV, they think, oh, I just got a deal. I bought this house at half price. Um, but they don't take into consideration the flood zone, right? Well, and you, all know, you want to look at the house, too, and see if there's any telltale signs of previous flooding or water lines. And, and that's not a huge deal in California because, honestly, we don't get that much water. So right. it does flood. There's historical floods every, you know, every decade or so. Every hundred years, yeah. Uh, out, out, you know, in other states, that's just a common thing. You know, I, I say when I'm down in Louisiana, I noticed that, huh, the older houses are all built up on silt. Now, there's a, there's a big red flag. That tells me something's going on. Right? <laughs> exactly. Now, there's two more. Uh, one is uh, you have a, uh, somebody died in the house. A lot of people, um, uh, a lot of people. That, that freaks people out. Yes, yes. And, and here's the thing. If you're going to buy an older home, people like some of the older homes to fix up. They got character, right? right? You're buying homes that are, you know, 80, 100, 120 years old, which in California is super, super old. And a lot, most of the rest of the world, that would be a family house. But uh, here, that's a super old house. If you're right, buying right. anything that's more than a few generations old, the probability that somebody died in there is pretty high. Absolutely, At because some point yeah, in time. because they they didn't go to hospitals. <laughs> no, and most, and a lot of people rather prefer to die at home. Exactly. Okay, if you're buying in a senior community, very high probability somebody died in that house. Right, and you need to take that into consideration when you're making a purchase. If if that bothers you, yeah. Now there's so if it doesn't bother you, no big deal. But you also have to consider even if it doesn't bother you, if you're buying it to rent it, if you're buying it. To flip it, if you're buying it as a short-term hold, well, mid-term hold, you're going to sell it in three or four years. Right. That may affect the resale value because it may wig somebody else out, right? They may freak them out if somebody died in there. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, so so the best thing to do is you could also make it an open house for Halloween. Right? <laughs> That's an excellent idea, and ha- Halloween is coming up, and the That's real right. men of That's real right. estate uh, 
are always looking for all those scary things that are going to happen. Uh, you know, our buddies uh, uh, Brian, Curtis, and Patrick can really t- take real good care of you. I mean, we're just skimming over the top of a lot of these topics. They're going to go into detail over. Oh yeah, well, on, on the theme of Halloween, truly the devil is in the detail. So you kinda, oh, I love that. I love that. You, you I, really got to dig into these things, yeah. I, but the other thing that you brought up, and it just it passed by me, and then I, I said, no, we, we got to bring this up. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On your real estate team, when you're purchasing a house, you need an insurance agent to run profiles. Yes. Right? Yes. So you need to, you need to run it through title. You right. need to run it through insurance. Right. You need to have your contracts reviewed by your attorney who has real estate expertise, not your family law attorney, although they're very good at what they do, that real estate's not their thing. It's anywhere you wouldn't go to your eyes, nose, throat doctor for a toe infection, right? So you go to the right attorney with the right expertise. Um, you may want to talk to your tax strategist if this is going to be an investment. Absolutely. Okay, so so you there's always go to the experts, and and so I tell people a lot that on our company we we do a pretty large volume of work. We we're doing some larger projects, pretty high dollar, but the fact is we personally aren't doing very much of it at all. We're orchestrated. Um, we don't play the instruments. We don't know how what, where to get the instruments or how to repair them. We just make sure all the musicians with their instruments are the best at what they do and try to get them all to play together. Right. So it's like we just need. We need to get the other experts and coordinate that. Well, and, 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 yeah, and, well, I don't have to know. I don't have to be the expert. Exactly. Well, if and you're the expert on everything, you're an expert on nothing. So that's how I look at yeah. it. Uh, well, and, and you remember the old saying, uh, "Jack of all trades, master of none." Everybody stops at that, right? Right. And they say, "Oh, it's terrible." You, you know, you're, you're a little of everything. You're not an expert at anything. But the original saying was complete. It was "Jack of all trades, master of none." Better than only master of one, right? Because exactly. you have a broad base now. There's an argument for being a specialist and an argument for being a generalist, and both are 100% necessary. So we hire specialists, civil engineers, environmental engineers. Um, we hire um, attorneys. We hire accountants. You know, we, we hire all these experts. They're specialists in their area. We are generalists, and that means that we can put the project together and kind of coordinate all that together to make it go from beginning to end and minimize the risk and make as much profit as possible. Okay, well, we're going to get ready to go to a break again. And when we come back from the break, we're going to look at three different issues. Number one is buying a home with cryptocurrency. Second is how how can you make solar uh, beneficial to you? And third is fix and flip over. We'll be right back with the real men of real estate. Fire Up Connect is the most innovative business networking group. Supporting and collaborating with a dozen of small businesses that are interested in building and establishing strong business connections. Hosting educational live seminars while carrying out business and community-driven projects, as well as marketing programs as a part of its membership program. 
FireUp Connect also offers virtual assistance with a wide range of services including, inbound customer support, chat support, appointment setting and email management, graphic designing video editing, web design and development, social media marketing, e-commerce solution, content writing and much more. For more information, head on over to www.fireupconnect.com. FireUp Connect, helping success stories unfold every day. Hi, my name is Curtis the Boss Doss, and I want to remind you that the solar energy tax credit expires at the end of the year. This could potentially cost you five to $10,000 in tax-free money if you wait until January of 2022. Give my friend Ken a call at 951-551-1350. Let me repeat that number, 951-551-1350. I would be remiss as your local realtor not to make you aware of these financial benefits. You can also email kcaaproducer at gmail.com and they will be more than happy to send you the information. This is Curtis the Boss Doss and it is time to prepare for your year end. Thank you for your time. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Real Men of Real Estate with your host, Steve Matley. And of course, our favorite three, Patrick, <laughs> sorry, Patrick, Brian, and Curtis of uh, the Real Men of Real Estate. So anyway, uh, I previewed uh, three topics that we're going to finish with, and William is really biting uh, his nails. He wants to know how he can utilize his crypto coins to uh, buy real estate. You got any ideas? Okay. Yeah, so I'm not a big expert on this, but I knew the basics of it because honestly, real estate, any real estate is trading something of value for the real for real estate, which is something of value, right? You could even trade real estate for real estate, but that's what you want exchange is. But crypto could be either exchanged directly for real estate or used as collateral to to get cash to buy real estate. So let's talk about that. If you find a buyer who is into crypto, they a seller that's into crypto. They, they may happily accept cryptocurrency in exchange for the real estate. You just go into escrow and give escrow instructions that a certain amount of crypto will be transferred from your account to their account, and um, then the title gets transferred to you. So that's the simplest way to do it, and that's pretty straightforward. You literally can change two, two, a buyer and seller, two people, can agree to exchange anything of value if they want. That's the basis of the contract. So real estate can be changed for you know automobiles or gold or, uh, you know, a side of beef doesn't matter. Well, okay. and, and, and there's escrow companies out there that can do this. In fact, every escrow yeah, company yeah, they'll do can that. Do you guys have to give them instructions. So you make sure. So that's an important. You mentioned escrow before. Pick the escrow company that understands what you're doing and knows how to do it. Not everybody does. You know, we do. We do escrows sometimes that are where we have dual escrows going out at the same time. We're in escrow with the seller of the land that we're purchasing and an escrow with the buyer who we're selling to it at the same time. But not you can't do that everywhere in all places, and you can't. Uh, a lot of escrow companies don't understand it, so you don't want to work with them. You want to you want to work with people that know it. So in this case, find the escrow company that understands cyber currency, and then, no matter how you're doing this, find the CPA, the tax attorney, the real estate attorney that understand this to make sure that your contracts and everything's instructions are correct and in place. People that understand this to make sure you stay out of trouble and before you jump in head first. Okay, so that's best exchange for exchange. Now, the other way to do it, which is I would say would be the preferable way to do, if you 
have a cryptocurrency account. Um, there are uh, kind of third-party groups that you can attach with it and then use your crypto as collateral for a loans or line of credit. Okay, So you can use it for a loan um, and in your crypto account, you're not spending your crypto. You're using your crypto as the collateral against it. Okay, Just and, like and you course, would with a margin you, account uh, at a brokerage firm, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or maybe a line of credit. Now, line of credit sometimes are a little more expensive than just straight out loans, but they're readily available. You don't go in and apply for the loan or have to wait to get approved and all that kind of stuff. A line of credit's there. Once you're approved, that's available to you. So if you are an active real estate investor and you have a you know reasonable, uh, reasonably high amount of cryptocurrency in, in your account, and you're using that as a collateral, a line of credit means I could have funds wired into you tomorrow. And so think about this. I can now compete with cash offer buyers. So think about, you know, foreign money coming in to investment, right? A lot of Middle East and Asian money comes in, and, you, and it's hard for a regular person to compete against that when you're buying. Uh, so now you compete with cash buyers. That's one thing. Number two, you can, you can also compete with those that can offer a quick close. It is easy to do. It's not, it's, you know, line of credit, just having money wired in is super easy. Uh, you don't need, to, when you do that, you don't need to worry about appraisals and um, approvals and that kind of stuff. You just put your money in. Um, it low fees generally on these things. And um, it's, it, it's, um, it makes life a lot easier. It's fast. It's easy. You don't come out of pocket with any money. Your, your crypto is just basically, um, surety for your for your line of credit so so you can do that multiple different ways all right so you, you got a question oh that sounds incredible <laughs> um see I, yeah. I i keep telling these young people i i said listen you guys may know all about this crypto stuff but this isn't the first uh this is not our first rodeo right steve i mean yeah. before yeah, it was so it, crypto is just one more thing of value that could be exchanged for anything else about exactly I, I i remember back in the uh, late 70s early 80s where they were using t-bills and discounted uh treasury bonds uh oh, yeah and, and i remember in the 70s because the interest rates were so high people were just trading property exactly Exactly. They, they would find and try to figure out how to get an equivalent property. And one person wanted to retire out of the city into something more rural. And the other person wanted to take a job and they were sick of driving in two hours to get in. So they basically trade properties and that's how they acquired what they wanted. So that means instead of buying this and having to sell mine to someone else, we just swap them over. And then there's no interest on that on the mortgage. And, and, and that is not a 1031 exchange for all you folks. That's not a 1031 exchange. That's two people creating a deal. A 1031 exchange is swapping uh, like-for-like properties to in order to defer the taxes on it. Now, well, all that means is I'm actually ahead. doing a purchase and sale transaction, but um, I, am, I am deferring the tax on the profit until sometime later when I sell the property that I'm acquiring now. Now, I'm and, just, and again, it, any ahead. of this stuff, get the right attorneys and accountants behind you to help you understand it and make the right decision. And, and, and the big thing is this, is that you need to give us a call at uh, 951-378-5316. If you've got a particular situation that you want answered, if you have a, just a general question, call at 909-792-5222 and uh, give us the question. But we go deep. I mean, this is a real estate show that is not about is not about beginners beginner. Um, we're not about to uh, get you into a situation that won't work for you, 
And that's why you need to call uh, 951-378-5316 with your particular situation. What we're doing is just... And I would suggest... Go ahead. If you're buying a property using crypto and you're going to live in it, I would suggest this will tie to one of your properties you want to talk about, Ken. You may want to make sure it either has solar panels or you install them because to mine cryptocurrency sucks a whole lot of energy. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out uh, is that if you have a house that you live in or you have property that you're renting and you're not putting up solar panels, you are nuts because you're going to get uh, between five and $8,000 of investment tax credit. Not tax deduction, tax credit. And the second thing is, is that you're going to be paying for your energy with pre-tax dollars, not after-tax dollars. And you are 100% correct, Steve, is that crypto, uh, if you start mining crypto or you're involved with somebody who's doing that, those electric bills are going to be astronomical. You're looking at thousands. Well, yeah, yeah, and people don't factor that in when they get in, that there is a, every kind of investment has an expense to the investment outside of just buying the investment vehicle. Yeah, right. There's there's yeah. broker fees or you know minimum account balances, whatever. With crypto, you've got to go invest in a computer that is a lot more powerful than anybody needs for any daily use. I mean, you're talking about like high end gaming computers. Yeah, and, you know, and, so, and, so you're and, going from yeah. the, the the you're going from the six hundred dollars special at Costco to a, you know a ten thousand dollar computer at least. So, yeah. And, 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 yeah, and the point that I want to make is, please don't mine crypto. You are not smart enough. You are not mathematical enough. <laughs> yes. yeah, you, these guys, these guys, that's all they do 24-7. You can invest in it, yes. but, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. To me, that's the difference between investing in stocks or mutual funds versus day trading. Yes, and there's still people out in the desert that are looking for gold, okay, in California. Yes, there are, and sometimes they find it. But the gold rush has been over for many, many moons. But every once in a while they find it. And what I always question is, the amount of value of the gold they found, how did that compare to all the time and money they put into finding it? I, I feel the same thing about people that come back from Vegas and say, you know, I was in Vegas and I won $2,000. And I'm thinking, yeah, but for the last five years, you've been going out there and you must have spent $100,000 in those machines. That's so, you know, that's, exactly. Now, feel and count that. now, I'm almost out of time. So the last thing I want to talk about, uh, but anyway, solar. And think about this. If you're going to get an electric car, you should have solar on your house. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. If you're going to go to the trouble of an electric car or a Tesla or any of the other brands that are out there and put the sticker on there, you know, I'm saving the planet. If you don't have solar, you're probably driving a coal-powered vehicle because ultimately your power is coming from the electrical generation, and the majority of that is still coal-based. Absolutely. So the solar panels will mean that probably 80% of your power is coming from solar as opposed to the coal. So. I actually wanted to add on top of that. So if you have roofing that needs to be updated in order to install solar panels, would that be worth the cost of the replacement of the roofing just to get solar panels? Or, or is there another option to get solar panels without installing it in the roof of your own home? Well, we, uh, the, I couldn't. I couldn't hear well, the question. Ken, can you? Yeah, yeah. That? Well, Sorry. basically, you're saying if your if your roof is uh, needs to be replaced, can you just use solar panels? Um, no, no. Well, okay. So yes and no. Traditional solar panels will not secure your house from the rain. Okay. So, you know, the roofs are designed to keep the water out. The solar panels are not designed to be waterproof. Right. So you need a waterproof membrane underneath your roof. You put the solar panels on top. Having said that, there are now solar shingles. And, and those are actually roofing material that are, in fact, solar panels. 
and you could do your whole roof in it. Most people do a portion of the roof in it or maybe one side of the roof. Because you don't want to do your whole roof in that because there's a side of the roof that's not going to get any sun. It's on the north exposure or whatever, and then you're over it. So, so generally, you want to take your west and your south exposures, and that's where you'd want to put those. And you put as many of those on the roof as, as you want. It can be the whole roof or a portion of the roof, depending on what your balance is. They're not cheap, but you are also not putting on roofing and a solar panel on top of it. And that also means um, when it's time to re-roof, you don't need to pull all your solar panels off and then re-roof and put all your solar panels back on again. Well, and, um, and the other thing is yeah. you're getting an investment tax credit and you're getting, uh, yes. you know, savings. So it does yeah. offset. Yeah, the roof is going to be yeah, cheaper. So, so you can do either one. Yeah. Um, solar panels are still much more affordable than the uh, solar shingles uh, on yeah. a per kilowatt. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Now, um, uh, the, the uh, last thing yeah. I wanted to do, and, and uh, since he's a young guy, I'm mm-hmm. telling him that he should uh, rent some really nice uh, places close to the beach for Airbnb service. Uh, what do you think? Well, first of all, you have to check to make sure that short-term rentals are allowed in that area because a lot of cities have these zones where they're allowed and other places they're not. Um, so first you check. You always do due diligence. Step number one, read everything. Familiarize yourself with the project you're doing and, and do your due diligence. Do your homework before you step in anything. So that's number one. Number two, if you can do it, instead of buying, if you can find a, a landlord that, that will rent to you, and sometimes you explain to the landlord, instead of you having to, to bring tenants in and then in between tenants, you got to fix everything up. You're afraid they're going to trash it. Maybe they don't pay rent. Now you got to, now you have to, um, you know, throw them out. But then there's a moratorium on that and this whole legal thing that goes through that and all these things. Uh, maybe you get in and they've hoarded or they trash things. Make, rent it to me. And then what I'll do is I'm letting you know I'm going to do short-term rentals on it. I'm going to manage it as my Airbnb or short-term rental. But you're still the landlord. And so I take all the burden. Oh, and by the way, in order to make it marketable, I'm going to do some upgrades at my expense. But in order to do that, I need a long-term lease with you. And so, you know, get into like a two, three, four, five-year lease or something with it to make it worthwhile. Let them know when I'm done, if we don't renew it, you keep all those upgrades because you're doing it to build up your Airbnb business. So there's an incentive for them. Plus, now they don't have to landlord. You are their tenant, and you are taking care of all the other tenants. So you just then, if you want to go in the Airbnb business, you service it. You, you do all the arrangements, you book it, you clean it in between, fluff the pillows, change the soap, whatever you're doing. So, so that's an option. Instead of buying something to do an Airbnb, you rent it because it was for rent already, and you solve a landlord's problem who has headaches of being a landlord, and you solve your problem of trying to find, do an Airbnb without having to come out of pocket to buy an expensive unit in the most desirable Airbnb areas. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to kind of talk about is uh, model buybacks uh, with uh, developers. Uh, they're not as popular as they used to be, but what is that? Well, so there's, there's a thing you can do, and most of the bigger builders will not do this, uh, but smaller builders will. And the reason is, when you build, when you build a tract of home, the first thing you have to do is build a model complex, right? right? And building the model complex, you're building two, three, four homes that you actually put extra money into because you have to have the garages have to now be a, a design center and a sales office and that kind of stuff. And all your upgrades are in there, so you walk people through them. And so you've got those homes and you've built, and your construction loans usually aren't paid off until you've sold the home. So they're just sitting out there. And there's an expense. So now the whole builder built these homes, but they're not going to sell them until every other home in their tract is sold, right? Right. Because they need to show customers through there. 
Right. So that's money hanging out there. And cash, you know, cash flow is the lifeblood of a company. If you can get money back in, instead of having it hanging out there in these houses, that's a great deal for them. So you can sometimes with these builders, you can purchase, you can offer to purchase the models, purchase one or more of the models as, as investment property. So you buy the models as soon as they're done, and then the builder leases them back. Now the builder is your, is your tenant. Your, yeah, the builder is your tenant. Okay? But the deal is that part of that agreement is you, can't, you, you have to leave it available to them until such time as they say we no longer need the model complex. Right. So there's a few things that happen. You now have an investment. You don't need to find a renter. The rent, you, have a, you have a long-term renter in there, and you're going to get that income. The builder gets their cash back out of the deal, pay off the construction loans, and that creates the money back out of that so they can invest into doing the next phases of the project so they don't have a lot of cash hanging out there. So you solve right. their problem, you solve your problem. When they're done with it, they've sold all the neighborhood out, uh, they will come back and then reconvert the garages back from offices and, and uh, design centers back into, you know, put the driveway in instead of the landscaping, take out the French doors and put up roll-up doors so that it's now a livable house for the city code. But you, they also left you with probably the most upgraded houses in the neighborhood because that they were trying to sell the upgrades in there too. So it's the granite countertops and the mirror wardrobe doors and the ceiling fans. You know, yeah, uh, and, and, and that's where everybody says, I want to buy the model home, right? Well, guess yeah, what? Exactly. This is how you do yeah. it. And the backyard landscaping is not only in, it's been meticulously kept exactly. the whole time. So now you can either sell it and you're going to have long-term capital gains because I've never heard of a tract of home that gets built in less than a year, right? So you could have, it probably, it might be, you know, two, two and a half, three years, who knows? But in the meantime, you've made income off of that. You've had a tenant that's paying you, and and it, it's good for the builder. Again, the smaller medium builders will do this because because they need that cash flow. Big builders don't necessarily do it because they have a lot of resources. It's a pretty tax. Well, and it's a really hot market now. The other yeah, thing exactly. that I heard is, is uh, Zillow, which is the iBuyers, has gotten out of the uh, out of that market. What what do you think that might be? Uh, they they don't They've gotten out of the. Uh, uh, purchasing the model market? No, no, purchasing homes and uh, fixing them up. Oh, the flip market. Yes, yes. They they were really big in it. I think they've got like thirty seven hundred homes, and uh, they yeah. just don't know what to do with them now. Um, well, Zillow's still heavily advertising to buy your home. Oh and yeah. I, and a lot of what they're looking at doing is not flipping. They're looking at holding. Yes, they're, yes. They're, they're because because they know that at some point this market's going to turn. Right. Mm-hmm. It always right. does. Right. We the market always cycles. We just don't know when. If we knew exactly when, we'd all be gazillionaires off of it, right? So you have you make your best guess. So they're buy they're they're actively going out wanting to buy homes as much as possible right now because they they want to hold them. Uh, that's that's you know an investment. You hold it long term. They the homes will continue to appreciate, and then of course they end up being uh, property management, right? Absolutely. They, they, they now now William 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 has one more question for you. Okay. And make it short sure. because we only got one minute left. Just, okay. So, so in your fine prediction, do you think there will be a, a like a crash down on the house economy uh, coming up pretty soon or next year or what's your? It, own it's opinion? relative. There will be a crash. We just don't know when. So here's my personal view on it, and, and again, it's my opinion, and I it's what my partners and I believe too. Because of the historically high amount of cash that's out there right now, and the fact that nobody wants it in cash because it's deflating, because it's hyperinflation, and because there's a very low supply, no matter what happens policy-wise or anything else, the momentum and the pent-up demand will carry us through for at least a couple of years. 
And of course, if that's true, if that's when it wants yep. to turn down, that's an election year, and they well, do everything they can to probably. With that, that we're going to have to roll out Thank the you. real Thank men you. of real estate. We got three callers on the line. We're not going to be able to take your calls. You can call us at 951-378-5316, 951-378-5316. You've been listening to the Real Men of Radio with our special guest, Steve Maitley. Miss your favorite show? Download the podcast at kcaaradio.com. The caring staff at Mac Flavor Ingredients reminds everyone to please take the opportunity to give blood. By doing so, you may save the life of a friend, child, elderly person, surgery patient, or an accident victim. So give blood. It's safe, simple, and saves lives. This important reminder is a courtesy of Mac Flavor Ingredients in Riverside, where they care about the safety and welfare of our community. Be a silent hero, and if you can, give the gift of life. Give blood. The Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands is serving up some really cool ice cream at La Micho Acana. Then get your chocolates and other delights from Seas Candies. Moms and future moms who visit the mall can cool off and relax while they get treated like royalty at Shiny Nails or Francis Nails and then pampered at Texture Hair. The Tri-City Center is filled with retailers who care about you. Shop at the Tri-City Center in Redlands and see why they call it the mall with a heart. With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is The Man from Yesterday. And back in time to this time in 1974, CBS and NBC announced their New Year's Eve plans. CBS will broadcast again its New Year's Eve with Guy Lombardo from the Waldorf Astoria. And NBC will feature New Year's Rockin' Eve 74 with Dick Clark. George Carlin will host. Direct from aboard the Queen Mary in California and coast to coast from Times Square in New York, you're invited to New Year's Rockin' Eve 74, hosted by George Carlin. And from this time in 1961, CBS TV on Saturday night, Perry Mason, The Defenders, followed by Have Gun Will Travel, and Gunsmoke. And from this time in 1976, Jack Cassidy, father of David and Sean Cassidy, passes in a fire in his Los Angeles penthouse. He was only 49. Jack Cassidy played a favorite villain on Columbo some three times. Now look, Columbo, I have had you up to here. And frankly, I'm not interested in locks and keys and open doors and air conditioners and how he got in here. With more at manfromyesterday.com. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare benefits line now. It's easy. Call 800-518-2281. 800-518-2281. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-518-2281. 800-518-2281. That's 800 
Let's celebrate and have fun this holiday season. However, be responsible and don't drink and drive. Our sponsor, Handprints Family Child Care, is women-owned, serving the Inland Empire with quality pride. Handprints Family Child Care is an in-home child care service offering a safe, fun environment for children to thrive in. Ages 6 months to 13 years. Call 909-890-8839. Again, 909-890-8839. Like them on Facebook. Handprints Family Child Care reminds us to celebrate the holidays responsibly. News Radio. I'm Dina Kodiak. President Biden is back at the White House for a briefing on the Omicron variant. He made his intentions known in brief remarks to reporters upon landing at Joint Base Andrews this afternoon. I'm having a meeting with my medical team as I get back to the White House. Biden is expected to receive an in-person briefing on the latest developments from Chief Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci. The President and First Lady Jill Biden returned to Washington aboard Air Force One from Nantucket after spending the Thanksgiving holiday with close friends. National Institutes of Health Director Dr. Francis Collins says there's no evidence to suggest that the new Omicron variant is any more deadly than the other forms of the coronavirus. Appearing on CNN's State of the Nation, Dr. Collins says it'll take two to three weeks to study its effects in South Africa. The NIH director called the appearance of a new variant an opportunity to redouble efforts to fight the pandemic. Dr. Collins noted boosters worked well against other COVID variants, and he urged all eligible adults to get their booster shots. The Supreme Court will hear arguments Monday in a case that has implications for the landmark Roe v. Wade decision. The case stems from the state of Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban, which pro-choice activists call blatantly unconstitutional. Mississippi's 2018 Gestational Age Act prohibits abortions after 15 weeks, with the exception of rape and incest. Governor Greg Abbott is guaranteeing that the lights will stay on in Texas this winter. Scott Carr has more. The governor's promise follows a near collapse of the state's electrical system last February that affected more than 4 million customers. Abbott says he's confident about the declaration after signing nearly a dozen laws to make the power grid more effective. He says he's personally spoken with natural gas pipeline transmitters about an ongoing winterization process. Power generators across the state must now notify the Public Utility Commission about winter weatherization plans by December 1st. Inspections are set to begin in January. He adds the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, or ERCOT, is taking steps to be proactive instead of reactive. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. The information economy has arrived. The world is teeming with innovation as new business models.